0: and PK. PK with the day off. Missing a juicy day. The Houston Chronicle reporting the SEC and Texas and Oklahoma have a talks realignment expansion. A 16-team league to massive brand names. Apparently a huge payday for an already wealthy conference. Will it happen? How serious are these talks? Barry Trammell, our friend from the Oklahoma and NewsOK.com joins us again. Barry, good morning. Well, how are things in Salt
1: Lake a little <laughs> bit more
0: stable than down here. Well, yes, on for the Great the, American Plains. Yes, for the time being. But if Oklahoma and Texas go, well, what do Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and the rest of the Big Twelve do? How does it impact? Uh, BYU, how do the big dogs in the Pac-12, USC and Oregon, what do they think about watching the SEC? I mean, if they make more money, they're just going to make sure that they hire the best coaches, that if it doesn't work out, they've got the money to buy them out and move on to the next best coach. And everybody else is thinking, how do I hold on to my coaches and my coordinators? Because these guys are going to have so much money. That is, I mean, the money is one thing. The average fan isn't going to get their hands on that money. They're not going to get better vacations or nicer homes or whatever. But they want their team to win, and if every time they get a good coach they get hired away. Colorado had their coach for one day, and Michigan State paid him so much money. He was gone, and Colorado, three coaches, three years. That's not an ideal plan. But they got more money, so that's the plan you got to deal with. So, yeah, we're more stable than you guys, but it doesn't feel like by much or for long. Well,
1: this is a very advantageous phone call because you're going to enlighten me (laughs) what is what what's the pac-12's outlook on possible expansion well teams and go to the pac-16 and so
0: um, uh from an athletic standpoint there are possibilities and we can discuss their pluses and minuses but the academic people run the league and they want people of a similar academic profile. They want public schools, not private. They want research institutions. They are collaborating in ways that uh, they I won't say they're hidden, but they're not completely obvious. There was a Story that came out a while ago that isn't much talked about several years ago about the University of Utah opening a satellite campus in South Korea. How is that progressing? Have they shut it down? I couldn't really tell you. So they're doing all these things that involve a lot more money than sports, and they let those things drive the sports, which might be why Pac-12 Sports is where they are. You know, they they have no interest in bringing in a private school like BYU, a school like Boise State where they think the academics aren't good enough, San Diego State and Fresno State – I mean, I went to a UC, and my parents, my uh, dad went to San Diego State. My mom went to UC Santa Barbara. There's always been a split between the UC and the Cal State system. The UC schools do not want to be in a league with the Cal State schools. They look down their nose at them. The kids at at UC Santa Barbara chanted, State school, state school at Long Beach State. I mean, the divide is real. (laughs) So they've never wanted to do any of that. Maybe they have to reconsider. But I just think geography is working against them. There simply aren't as many people. Even if you add BYU and Boise State and Hawaii and whoever else on this part of the country, I'm wondering, will they come in and try to take the rest of the Big 12 and say, hey, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State and Kansas and whoever else they can get their hands on, if they can even get their hands on them?
1: Well, I mean, I think they could get their hands on them, and that's sort of where I'm coming from is, you know, uh, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Kansas or Kansas State, um, Iowa State, I don't know, you know how, how deep they want to go, but um, those are big-time athletic programs. Um, they all have new stadiums. They all have tremendous athletic facilities. They're all very good in a variety of sports. Um, Oklahoma State, in particular, plays really good football. It's been the second-best program in the Big 12 for the last 11 years but they don't necessarily meet that academic profile that you're talking about. Um, It's a land-grant institution, and those are generally looked down upon. So um, I don't know, but it's, a uh, to me, a Pac-16 with an Eastern division of Utah, Colorado, the Arizona schools, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Kansas, Iowa State, whoever it might be, would be really interesting.
0: Well, I can you know, t- one
1: of the one of the advantages. I mean, and this is again not talking academics, which is a huge hurdle, but from a from a uh, television package, you know, the Pac-16 would become a four window league. You could, yeah. You know, you could have you could start games at eleven a.m. in Stillwater, Oklahoma, or Manhattan, Kansas. Yep. You know be playing at 11 a.m. Central and then be playing at 9.30 p.m. Central, which I guess 8.30 Mountain, you know, in Seattle or Eugene or Corvallis or wherever.
0: That is all true. Now, none of that will have to come to pass if the Big 12 stays together, but is the Big 12 staying together? I mean, Oklahoma and Texas, they're talking now, but is the money good enough that they're going to go?
1: The money is, I think, you know, this is a two-sided decision. Does OU and Texas want to go? Does the SEC want them? I think uh, OU and Texas have decided to go. The money is too good. Uh, we're hearing, that, you know, the Big 12 payout is about $38 million a year, the last, the last go-around to each school. <laughs> we're hearing that it could uh, OU and Texas and the SEC could push it past $60 million a year, $22 million a year. You can't say no to that. I don't think. Um, so that means does the SEC say yes? And um, for the SEC, I think SEC teams made 44 million a year last time around. So 16 million extra. Um, you know that's a lot of that's a lot of money to say no to. Texas A&M would say no to it because they don't want any part of Texas. In the league with them, but does Missouri, does does South Carolina, can you know, does any of those teams say no? Any of those schools say no? Seems like a long shot that they would say no. Seems like a long shot.
0: So would are the other? Let's assume then that Oklahoma and Texas, for a 50% raise, decide to move. And by the way, a lot of people in America for a 50% raise would decide to move. So let's not throw too many stones at glass houses. So there's eight teams left in the Big 12 at that point. Do they all jump and try to find their own league, or do they stick together and say, let's find two, four more teams and keep plugging along because we got a, we got a good thing going here, and there still is a place for us. And there are going to be six conference champions, apparently, in this new playoff formula who get in. Oklahoma's been winning all the time. Now one of us is going to win, and we're going to elevate our program. I think
1: your latter point is solid. I think Big 12 football could make a go of it with the 12-team format, no doubt about it. Um, I I just think financially it's going to be a hit, a major hit. Yeah. Because Oklahoma and Texas are such bell cows of the Big 12, and whatever the, whatever the payout is, whatever the contract is with Fox and ESPN, next time around it's going to be significantly less. For a reduced conference, it won't fall down into the Mountain West or American Conference range, but it would not be anywhere near what the, what the other Power Five conferences are making. So, I think the first option for those schools in Oklahoma State, a Tech, a Kansas, Kansas State, whoever, the first option would be landing somewhere else, and that's clearly the Pac-12. I think that's the only viable option, um, and then so, you know, sort of sustaining the Big 12 would be Plan B. You know, the question, you know, one of the things that I worry about is, you know, where, are there going to be enough slots for everybody to land in? Baylor and TCU probably in bad shape. You said it well. Pac-12 not going to take them. Um, what would the ACC look at? Would the ACC You know, would the ACC consider West Virginia? They're like the Pac-12 in that they're a little bit academic snobbery. But the ACC did take Louisville to replace Maryland uh, in 13 or 14. Louisville is not, you know, Oxford or Cambridge. So, you know, would they they hold their nose and take West Virginia also? Um, I would hope so. I love the Mountaineers. I hope they have a good landing spot. That's my... That's my biggest problem with all this is there's some schools I really like and um, and I really uh, respect and, and think a lot of that could get left out in the cold. Baylor, if something happens to Baylor, I don't really care. Baylor can't stay out of its own way. But Iowa State is nothing but a great school and a great a bunch of people that really try hard and they have turn their football into something special in the last few years. And you know they could get left out in the cold, and you know that's the kind of that's the thing I just hate.
0: Uh, I think teams will get left out in the cold. This is uh, it's all collegial until it's not, and as soon as you start talking about twenty five and fifty percent raises, Iowa State, mm, good luck. You're going to get left out in the cold at that point.
1: Yeah, um, you know the Big Ten will the Big Ten decide? Hey, we gotta we gotta get to sixteen. Kansas would seem like a sort of a natural for the Big Ten. They're a member of the American Associations of, of Universities, the AAU. That's a Big Ten sort of requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa State is also um, – does, does the Big Ten want Iowa State and Iowa? Does Iowa want Iowa State in?
0: I can answer that for you, Barry.
1: <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I heard that They're a little more – civilized than in places like Oklahoma and, and Utah, maybe yep. okay. I actually heard Iowa might be okay with Iowa state being in. I don't know if that's true, but I mm-hmm. heard that one good thing is 10, 12 years ago when all we had the big realignment shuffle, it was all based on cable households. Mm-hmm. How many households have cable? Uh, in and oh, in your geographic footprint that's out the door. That doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Cable, the streaming is what matters now, and that means how many eyeballs care about your team. And Iowa State's got a good fan base, and um, just because they're in the state of Iowa doesn't really affect that. So uh, I think they would have a shot at the Big Ten if the Big Ten wanted to expand and wanted to go with AAU teams. Um, But you never know. So Kansas would be a solid Kansas basketball. You know that that would be a, a streaming goldmine for whoever has KU. So I think Kansas will land somewhere solid, whether it's the Pac or the Big Ten. But you know, uh, I don't I don't know about the Iowa States and the Kansas States and the West Virginias.
0: So you think we're going to four sixteen team conferences? Is ever going to have to follow the SEC?
1: Well, I don't. I don't necessarily think you have to. You know, back back uh, ten years ago, eleven years ago, it seemed like we needed to because it looked like that was going to be the pathway to a 14 playoff. Well, we got there anyway, and now we're going to 12. So conference alignment with the 12 team playoffs really doesn't mean much. So the Big Tw- the Big 10 for instance, doesn't have to respond. If the SEC goes 16, the, A, the ACC doesn't have to respond. The PAC prob doesn't have to respond. Um, now I think the PAC, you, you'd know more than me, but it seems like the PAC might be the most likely to expand because they've been sort of, what's the word stagnant. Mm-hmm. They've been just sort of, you know, they've been left out of, of the playoff more often than not, um, their revenues have not risen the way uh, they have in, the, in, in some of the other conferences, so they might be interested in just shaking it up uh, from an athletic side. And as you said, the academic side is much different, and who knows what would happen there. But um, you don't have—I I don't think—we're necessarily going to four, six teams. Uh, there There's nothing. There's nothing forcing that. I would say. There's nothing forcing
0: that. Yeah, I I think the hard read in the Pac-12 here is they have a brand-new commissioner. Presidents are are turning over all the time, and I think the—well, I don't think. It's been well-reported by multiple people that the previous commissioner um, had a very small circle, and he really didn't go beyond that circle. So now— whether it's people who didn't have a voice before who are now going to have a voice because a new commissioner is going to have a new circle and maybe a bigger circle and just the inevitable turnover, there could be some new voices at the table in the Pac-12. Now, maybe the new voices came up through the old system. We'll just echo what the old voices said. But, you know, I don't know those people and those people are new. And so that remains And there's now new pressures on the system, right? The playoff changes, the size of these other league changes. What doesn't change is they're generating more money and they're going to hire your coaches away if your coaches have success. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you, what do you think of the the Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado, those four? What would their impression be of of expansion and a little less connection with the West Coast schools. They don't like Um, it
0: at all. They're here for USC. USC is the biggest game of the year. They love having USC on campus. They sell a gazillion tickets, regardless of whether they're mediocre or good or great themselves. So they want that connection. I think the the, only way to handle it, and I think the Pac-12 has to do this anyway because of the playoff, I think the Pac-12 is going to have to get rid of divisions. In this new format with six conference champs in and then six, that's next six highest ranked teams in, the risk is you have a team in one division that is, say, 11 and one and ranked, I don't know, seventh in the country. But in your other division, somebody's eight and four and nine and three, and they pull an upset, you could knock yourself out of the playoff. Your champion wouldn't be good enough to get in, and the team that was good enough to get in just lost to this 8-4, 9-3 and, four, nine and three team. They're going to drop like a rock and be out. You can't risk that. So I think what we might see, and I think this makes sense if they do go to 16, is four groups of four, and you have three permanent opponents, which would appeal to the California teams because they want to maintain those rivalries. They've tweaked the schedule now, so they still play every year, even though they're split between the North and South divisions. It would appeal to the Oregon and Washington schools because there are multiple rivalries there. In-state's a big deal, but that Oregon-Washington game is huge. It's a big so, rivalry. So maybe you just have three permanent opponents, and the other six you just rotate around the league.
1: Would you still? Would you have division? So you no. just uh, you'd have, have one that, thing, title game and you'd have a title game, what,
0: what the Big Twelve has right now, the top two teams play.
1: Top two teams. Well, that's
0: interesting. Which you would well, need yeah. because you would yeah. risk having. Two undefeated teams, right, or two one-loss teams that didn't play each other, and how do you really have a conference champion? And if you don't have a conference champion, what was the point of the conference? Well, the TV yeah. contracts were the point of the conference, but you know, on the field, you still need a
1: champion. Well, that's well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that would be, um, yeah, that would be quite, that would be quite uh, interesting. I tell you, the if if OU and Texas leave the Big Twelve. Whoever is the top of the line remainder, as far as what the Pac-12 sees, mm-hmm. and I think it'd probably be Oklahoma State and Kansas because of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you they would be amenable to anything. I mean, they'd I mean they'd have their preferences, but they would they would be they would be open to just about anything. Um, so uh, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, viable. Um, I really do. I just uh, – I hope Oklahoma State, just this, speaking as a 60-year Oklahoman, I hope Oklahoma State has a good landing spot. And I can tell you they've got a quality athletic program. They're widespread. You know, they're fourth – they're third or fourth in NCAA championships among all schools um, behind Stanford, UCLA, and – they might be third. Anyway – uh so they've got a they've got a quality athletic department and um great facilities and I, I hope they have a I hope they have a landing spot.
0: The thing that really um is a huge question mark for me is how much will the networks pay for a Pac sixteen and how much more money will the other twelve get if they open their doors to Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas, you know, whoever Plus. it turns out to be? Yeah, that's
1: the biggest That's the biggest, but
0: question. I think that's the biggest the, question. Yeah, I think the other thing that's happening here is you're right. The Big 12, if they do stick together, would be greatly diminished. So you've got CBS, Fox, and ABC slash ESPN. You've got three bidders chasing four big leagues. The Pac-12 ought to be worth more money, whether it's the Pac-12 or the Pac-16, simply because – where do you go to get games? ABC, ESPN has locked up the SEC and the ACC. So if you're the Pac-12 and if you're the Big Ten, you're like, well, guys, let's talk and bring your wallets and your checkbook yeah. and your gold
1: cards. It's a great point for this reason. You know, back in the 2010-2011 uh, turmoil, that became quite apparent is – the networks wanted the Big Twelve to survive when it looked mm-hmm. like it was going to implode ten years ago. It wants as many conferences as possible. I mean,
0: it's supply and we, demand. It's supply and demand. If,
1: if, yeah, if the if the Power Five had all banded together and sold their rights, that'd been the worst thing ever for the for the networks, because then they'd be facing an NFL situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: where they're just sort of. At their mercy. They got no alternatives, yeah. and of course, the NFL has the greatest, you know, television contracts of them all. So, um, so if we do get down to four major conferences, that would that absolutely would help the the Pac-12 with with TV negotiations, no doubt about it. And somebody like a Fox could come in and say, you know what, we can we can show games all day and and uh, mm-hmm. get us a bunch of good. Good matchups and and uh, rival uh, some of these other games that that we're seeing. I as a just as a consumer of college football, one of my favorite things uh, on a regular basis is watching uh, Pac Pac twelve uh, late night games. Come in from a game I covered, get home nine o'clock or something my time, and there's a there's a Pac twelve game kicking off. So I got to believe people all over. All over America like to do that, and you know it, the pack could literally go from you know for 13, 14 hours a day. So I think that's a marketing. I think that's a solid marketing uh, mechanism for the pack.
0: I'm the only one who thinks this, and I probably shouldn't say it on the radio because <laughs> Lloyd Lloyd is taping this. He can play it and be an idiot forever. But I've always thought that the Pac-12 should take Hawaii. They should take Hawaii. Nobody in the Pac-12 likes playing those late night games you're talking about. You get a late night game in Oregon and Washington in the fall and it's raining sideways. It's miserable. It can be snowing in Utah and Colorado. Hawaii would always play that late night game. You only have to take them in football because they're in the mountain west in football. They've put all their other sports in the Big West. So they will take less money because they're not supporting the, they're not in for the whole the whole deal. And they'll play the late-night game because it's only 5.30 in Hawaii. <laughs> and you only have to send a football team. You don't have to send a tennis team or a volleyball team out there. But it messes, yeah, well. the whole, it messes with the whole math of a 16-team league. Because I do think there's something to saying, hey, we basically got four scheduling quads here. And Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools, you play each other every year. The California schools play every, each other every year. The four Northwest schools, if they bring in four Big 12 teams, you play them every year. And that leaves you – that's three league games. You've got six more league games. And you've got 12 other teams. Well, you play a home-and-home home with six of them. Then you play a home-and-home home with the other six. It's, it's pretty cut and dry. You know, it would, be a, it would be a bitter pill to swallow because Ute fans love having either USC or UCLA every year and beating them most of the time. And having grown up in Southern California and knowing season ticket holders at USC and UCLA, they're like, I hated going to Utah. I couldn't believe we lost that game. But I didn't mind seeing fill-in-the-blank rival, a UCLA fan. I didn't mind seeing USC going up there and lose. That was hilarious. <laughs> 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 so Let me ask you.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you. And this is talking to somebody in Salt Lake City. So this is basketball any kind of consideration in this discussion?
0: No. No. <laughs> the money's gotten too That's- big for football. And Utah had an. Awesome basketball tradition through Rick Majerus. I mean, they were in yes, four Final Fours. I can't count the Sweet 16s they were in. Majerus did three in a row, and he did four in his decade. Jerry Pym, I think, did five in the late 70s and early 80s, and there were a slew of Sweet 16s. It was basically it was a 16-2014 to 2014 tournament. When you get back to the 50s and 60s, the youth were literally good every decade. Every yeah. decade they were good. And right now, it's all about football. Chris Hill's retired now, but he's AD up there for 30 years. He was an assistant basketball coach, briefly to Jerry Pym. And he was a high school basketball coach here. And he then he worked for a nonprofit before he went up to the US athletic director. And he's like, I'm a basketball guy, and I can't believe how it's slipped on his head, but I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you about football driving the bus. Football drives the bus. So
1: basketball, no consideration. No. Yeah.
0: One other thing for you to let you go, Barry. I'm really um, curious about independence going forward because with this new 12-team playoff, Notre Dame doesn't have to get in the ACC. They're like, we can get in the top 12 and get in this thing. BYU might be telling itself that. USC and Texas apparently have at least thought it. They haven't acted on it, but they've thought it. Do you think there's a chance we're going to see in the streaming universe more independence? Because why should a school that's got that big a fan base share that streaming money with anybody?
1: Uh, it's a good point, and I can see – I don't think anybody's – you know, Brigham Young is not independent because it wants to be. It would rather be in a in a major conference. Um, there's really – you know, I think Notre Dame, I'm sorry, Southern Cal and Texas, which is posturing. But, so, so nobody, nobody does that willingly. But I do think independence might be a better path than a substandard conference. For instance, if Iowa State or West Virginia gets left out in the cold, they might be better off being an independent. And, and um, then joining a you know, American Conference or a uh, Mountain West or whatever the case may be, Brigham Young made that decision. It seems like a viable decision to me, um, and I think you might see that with somebody like a like a uh, a West Virginia or an Iowa State or somebody. Now, if you're Baylor or TCU, you're down there in Texas. You could. Hook up with Houston, uh, whoever else that you might be better off in the American. I don't know, but independence could come back. It you know it, it almost independence almost died. I think at one point we were down to only Notre Dame as an independent. I think, and
0: maybe a service now to, Academy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now we're up to four or five. You mm-hmm. know, so, um, and so I think it's I think it's worth talking about um no doubt about it I, th- I think uh and you know talking about brigham young if the big if the big eight i call them the big eight it's the big 12 you know those eight decide to try to band and stay together they could do worse than adding brigham young
0: um
1: to me that would that would be you know the cougars have a great following they have that kind of you know you talk about streaming you don't you don't worry about cable households with brigham young you talk about uh, potential eyeballs on streaming brigham young brings that in a big time way so i don't think that's a i don't think that's a uh, something you you cast aside i think that would be an option if they decided to try to stick around and stay together and bring in somebody like a brigham young
0: well, Barry, I appreciate the time you coming on again and uh, trying to figure out where all of this is going for uh, SEC and Oklahoma and Texas, and then subsequently for the eight schools left behind and the Pac-12 and BYU. It's it's interesting, if nothing else. Can you put odds on Oklahoma and Texas doing it? Are you like ninety percent sure they'll they'll make the jump? Are you sixty percent sure? Can you?
1: I'm I'm going to say about eighty percent. I mean, Texas A&M is going to fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it,
0: but, but the numbers else. might
1: just be t- the, <laughs> yeah. The numbers might just be too heavy for for anybody to put up a big fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, 19 extra million or whatever, 16 million a year. That's a lot of money, and you know, lots of lots of things have happened in the last two months to push us in this direction. The NIL, the Supreme Court cases, um, some television decisions. A lot of things are are pushing us this direction.
0: Barry, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, see you later. Barry Trammell, the Oklahoman, NewsOK.com, and a frequent guest here on the show is uh, from the Oklahoma City Thunder to uh, Big 12 Realignment, Oklahoma and Texas moving. It's uh, It's always good to talk to them. All right, DJ and PK, we'll catch you up to date on everything you missed in this show next. Stay with us.